Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. And I'm just going to move stuff around a little bit, video-wise. So, welcome to the impromptu live show. For those of you watching, as you can see, I'm still navigating um, internet issues in the Dominican Republic, or the mountains of the Dominican. Um, so, I am staying at a hotel and rearranging things, going by the flow of what is happening. And I just uh, wolfed down some shrimp cocktail at the restaurant in like 30 seconds to get back over here and do my live. <laughs> so uh, here I am, very impromptu. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about the spiritual shift going on. And I, I've talked about it before, but I wanted to talk about what it looks like and feels like and sounds like, you know, as we are entering into this new way of being, because it's the, the you know, we have to gain some perspective about what I'm talking about here. You know, a spiritual shift is is an entirely new way of being. It's, you know, it's a it's a entirely new way of of interacting with the world. And oh, we got a couple couple comments. Sarah's here. Awesome. Thanks for joining last minute. Abby says not fair lol. I don't I'm not sure what's not fair. Maybe <laughs> I'm sure it was a comment from something I just said. Uh, hopefully, uh, it's not about the impromptu, and you'll be able to stay through the whole show, hopefully. Um, but yeah, so, you know, what I'm talking about here is it's an entirely new way of being that we are coming into, you know, and we've been talking about a spiritual shift, living spiritually, um, growing through things, transcending things. You know, we, we've talked about this uh, for a long time. And, and you know, the largest teachers in the world, like Eckhart Tolle and Deepak Chopra and, and all these people, they're, they're all, you know, we're, we're all teaching mindfulness and, and power of now and consciousness and living consciously and all this stuff. And those are all tools. They're all helpful. They're all useful. Um, but we have to wrap our brain around what we're doing here. <laughs> because, you know, even all the problems in the world, all the problems in the world are, are, um, are a symptom of what's happening it's part of the shift you know and if we if we focus on the suffering then we're not going to get the lesson you know it's the same in the macrocosm as it is in the microcosm so our own, our own spiritual work you know we have 
hopefully my my cut out on you guys i just saw something resetting um oh and abby said she was <laughs> it's not fair about the shrimp cocktails <laughs> uh, so <clears throat> so yeah hopefully the internet's going to hold up for me so the problems in the world are you know just like our personal problems if we if we focus on the problem and being a victim of it we're not going to get the lesson and be able to grow through it. and it's like that in the macrocosm as well so we you know we have to disconnect from the suffering and the oh my god this is wrong and oh this shouldn't be happening and and oh isn't it horrible and and understand that it is pushing us to shift you know that's what these problems are doing so globally you know collectively we are being pushed to shift and we're doing all this spiritual work to try to shift and we're talking about shifting and all that stuff and i don't think we're a lot of people are clear on what we're doing or what it's supposed to look like and stuff we're, we're it, it's kind of like we're we grad we're getting ready to graduate and we don't think we're ready to start working yet like <laughs> something along those lines it's like the spiritual shift that we've been talking about and all the tools we've been learning and working with um the time to use them is now the time to live in this new existence is now the it's it's here like we you know that everybody that's on the spiritual path or if you're thinking about leaning into the spiritual path you need to lean in more now so what we are actually ushering in faith is restless she hasn't gotten her usual exercise today <laughs> you can hear her shaking um the what we're ushering in here is a complete new way of being a new way of interacting with reality and i think once we wrap our brain around what we're doing and what it it can vaguely look like we can actually start doing it we ha we actually have to be spiritual now it's it's time to live it it's time to be it not time to learn it not time to play around with it we we actually have to be it and a lot of us are that are on the path are being pushed to do that in another level including myself so it's this is how all social change takes place it's by being something different you know and i'll use gandhi as the example i just watched that movie again the other day last week or something and every once in a while i like watching that movie and it's you know gandhi yeah, he talked about things, but more than that, he was different. He started behaving differently. You know, he was uh, a lawyer heading into a particular direction with life and then actually changed that direction and started interacting with life differently, um, with different beliefs and, and different um, ideology of what was important and and more importantly a different ideology about how things work in the world you know at before he was you know he went to law school became a lawyer well you know let's let's um, expand on that or or imagine what his life up until that point was driven by 
you know, it, it was driven by the same thing that a lot of our lives are driven by. It's driven by this idea of going to school, getting an education, participating in life that way, buying a house, you know, having a family, all just the, the, the normal type of societal things were driving him. And then, you know, through some experiences, now all of a sudden he bases not only the way he talks and the way he thinks, but his actions on a different ideology. Now all of a sudden he's functioning from an energetic point, you know, from an energetic perspective. He's going, we have to be the change we wish to see. And, and being passive and non-resistant or, or non-compliant, I mean, and resistant, that is more powerful. Eventually, you know, he understood the dynamics of energy that eventually these people were going to, to cave. And he told them, you know, like in the movie, it portrays it. You know, he said, they said, well, you know, what do you want? And they, he said, well, you know, you at some point, you guys are going to ask us to leave. You're going to want to leave on your own accord. You know, and they're like, yeah, right, yeah, right. But he understood in energy. If people don't get what they want, eventually they're going to, there's no use for them to be there. You know, if they can't control the people and controlling the people is their goal, that's what they want. They want a country and they want to be able to control it. After a while, if they don't get that, there's really no reason for them to be there. If they, if they can see that they're not going to get that. So, but he behaved in that way. He behaved in a way where the dynamics of energy controlled his words. It controlled his behavior, his actions. It controlled everything. This is how social change takes place. This is what we're in for now is social change. We are changing the way society is. So we need to start acting in different ways and we have to start we have to start functioning from larger concepts like energy you know understanding energy and how it works and then we have to like that is our intention our words and our actions are birthed from our intentions so once we lock on to a belief system and an intention, like we go, okay, so everything's energy. Everything's energy. And like, if I truly believe that, then if I monitor my energy going out and understand the dynamics of it, then this will happen, this will happen, and my I'll experience happiness and blah, blah, blah. So this is so we have to wrap our brain around the ideology, which a lot of it we've already learned through spiritual teaching and stuff. But now it's we're not playing around with it anymore. <laughs> like we're not experimenting and, oh, I'll just implement that in this area of my life where it's easy or, oh, I'll work through this difficult thing over here and then I'll experience a sense of relief. You know, most of the working through trauma stuff or trauma is a heavier word you know that 
working through trauma, we can actually transcend things um, and it can be more profound, but working through smaller energies, we get a sense of relief. Big deal. It's, it's not that big of a deal. That doesn't change lives. It doesn't change society working through something that's been bothering you. You know, we, we have to we have to go beyond this to a whole nother level and really stop functioning from from a different way of being a different con conceptual way. And when we start doing that, when we really start going, OK, well, everything's energy. And um, I'll just give an example of what I'm talking about here. You know, a, a practical example everything's energy and this world has been way overloaded with masculine energy for thousands of years tens of thousands of years way 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 too much masculine energy it's completely out of whack so in nature if something needs to come back into balance then it would only make sense that the thing that's that's out of balance that's lower would need to be it can be perceived as more powerful. Is it technically more powerful? Eh, probably not, but it's just that since it's out of whack, it needs to at least um, give better results in the meantime. And you can say it's giving better results because it's out of balance. And the closer we get to balance, the, the you know, until we get to that point of balance, then it's just going to be more effective because we're too we have too much of the other or you can say it's more effective it doesn't matter what your how your brain wants to rationalize it the point is is masculine energy we have too much of it and we don't have enough feminine energy so as that comes back into balance feminine energy is going to work really well no matter how your brain needs to rationalize that feminine energy is going to work really really well so to take that concept and to bring it into our reality, what we need to do is understand feminine energy and how it works. Feminine energy, I usually explain this is um, feminine energy is like a water going down a river and masculine energy is like a rock in the middle of the river. And it's, you know, standing up against it going, no, thou shall not pass. Uh, and the feminine energy, the water just goes around it, goes over it, goes around the other side of it, might go under it in some cases. You know, it just continues on and it accomplishes its task. And it doesn't get into an argument with the rock. It doesn't say, hey, you shouldn't be in my river. What right do you have to stop me from trying to go where I want to go? That's an argument. That's masculine energy meeting masculine energy. And, and you argue, and basically nothing ever gets solved. Feminine energy just flows. It just goes, you know, masculine energy goes, no. And feminine energy just goes, <laughs> might giggle a little bit, and then it just goes around and does it anyway. Because the masculine energy doesn't have any power, really. <laughs> yes, Sarah just heard my mind bell in the background. Um, so, you know, the, the feminine energy, it doesn't have to prove itself. 
that doesn't have to get into arguments. It doesn't have to beat the other, the masculine energy. It just goes and just does what it accomplishes, what it wants to accomplish. You know, and we need to bring this into life. Stop. We have to stop arguing with people all the time to try to get them to see our point. This is, this is one of the biggest ways that the masculine energy is in control right now and the feminine energy isn't. Is the ma we're, we all, we're, we're just arguing. We're just running around arguing. I mean, you know, look at politics. They just argue. Nothing ever actually gets done. They just argue about it. That's masculine against masculine. And nothing ever gets done. So, it, you know, if you bring in the feminine and it just bypasses the argument and it just goes and gets stuff done, yeah, I'll be over here doing this. And just does it. That's, that is actually living feminine energy. That's actually bringing it in. You know, and men and men, you know, obviously men, we have too much masculine energy because we have more masculine energy anyway. So, you know, we're, we're obviously going to lean that in that direction. But a lot of times women lean in that direction too much too just because masculine energy, masculine strength has been the only form of strength that's been visible. That's been visible to, to us. Uno momento, por favor. Yeah, our faith is very restless tonight. Hopefully that will help. So, um, so yeah, masculine energy is men and women. We lean too much towards masculine energy because it's been the only form of strength. So what we need to do is we need to start shifting away from that and lean into feminine energy for our, for our strength, because that it works 10 times better, a hundred times better. It just works much better because we're out of balance. So the, the, and like I was saying, both genders lead towards masculine strength because it's the only symbol of strength. This is why, you know, a lot of times it's a lot of times there's, there's been, uh, there's no way to phrase this politely. So, over the years, there's been women very upset because like when they start acting strong, they get labeled as a bitch and they go, it's not fair. It's not fair. Well, the problem is what they're doing is they're not acting in feminine strength. They're acting in masculine strength and it doesn't match and it doesn't work. And that's why they're getting labeled. Now, is it any better when a man does it? No, it's not any better. But like this is this is a, actually an example of how we're arguing over the wrong things. Like we're going, well, you shouldn't call women a bitch when they're strong um, because men are idiots. It's like, what, what sense does that make? So we're, we're seeing men do something wrong. They're using masculine energy, forceful, being jerks. And then to combat that, we do the exact same thing that they're doing. And then, then we're upset because somebody called us a bitch. It's like, no, we tap into your feminine strength, tap into your feminine energy. That's the whole point. Men, we need to tap into our feminine side too. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what gender you are. 
My point is, is we're arguing about the wrong thing. The problem isn't that somebody's calling uh, a female a bitch for doing the same thing a guy does. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that men and women are doing the wrong thing. That's the problem. So instead of arguing about two people doing the wrong thing and what name we should label them, why don't we focus on the problem and be like, okay, there's just too much masculine energy. There's too much masculine strength being displayed and it's not working. So we need to bring in feminine energy and feminine strength, you know, and when we bring that in, we're going to see it. So we can do this in many ways. It's if somebody attacks, if we attack back, that's masculine and it just doesn't work well. So if somebody is attacking, if you can stand in your power and just, no, no, don't give them the time of day. It's not worth it. Walk away. A lot of times there's, there's like, uh, there's one, like, I'll just try to give some real life examples here. So, you know, this can sink in and we can make it applicable to life. So like a lot of times in work environments and stuff and business and, and life, there'll, there'll be, you know, we'll just say there's some masculine jerk out there and he's, he's, you know, make attacking people and, 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 and making people look bad. And, you know, it can be a, a female as well, but somebody's attacking, making people feel bad and all this stuff. We get very protective and we go, Oh my God, they attacked me. And, and they said something that wasn't true. And this is horrible. And like the, everybody's going to think that, I'm a loser because this person said I was. And like, if you rise above the situation, what we see in a confident, strong way, feminine strength, we rise above it. And, you know, you might have to say something to some of the other people like, oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so said something, <laughs> you know, I mean, of course, it's not true. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to say stuff like that. Sometimes you don't, but it's really not that big of a deal unless you put give your power to it. So most times when there's a jerk like that, everybody that interacts with that person knows they're a jerk. Like they know that they have a reputation for being a jerk. They have a reputation for attacking people. They probably attacked all the people that that person is telling bad things about you to. He's probably attacked them too. <laughs> or they've seen that person attack multiple people on a regular basis because that's just what they do. So the people, we don't have to be so scared about what people are thinking about us because of some loose-lipped meathead that's attacking people. Because everybody knows he's a loose-lipped meathead. So, <laughs> you know, so it's like they take it with a grain of salt because that's what he does. He attacks people. It's amazing how often I have seen that. And when we relax away from it and we go, you know, I'm not going to take it personally, whatever. He can't hurt me. We don't give power. And then we kind of maybe connect with the other people that are around and stuff. Everybody's like, oh, my God. Yeah, I hate when he does that. He does that all the time. Oh, no, I never believed it for a moment. You know, this is what happens. We don't have to fight against everything especially everything we think we need to fight against. We don't need to defend ourselves so much. We don't need to fight against things all the time. It's 
not that important. And people read energy better than we think they think we do. So this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. That's like an applicable way where we can start interacting with life differently. If you understand, um, I'll, I'll give you another example energy-wise. If, if you have an example of like energy, right? And it, like there's this really negative situation out there, like um, frustration, anger, um, um, in parenting, in parenting, sometimes it comes out where your kids are acting out um, and you feel you need to adjust their behavior. So what do we do? We go, we usually go back to what we got when we were kids, which was discipline. So you have a kid that's fearful. That's usually why they're acting out because that they're not and okay so that that's our fear and and then what we do is we bring in more fear we bring it which everything negative is a version of fear so anger we bring it and we yell at them you know and it's so we have a child filled with fear and then we bring in more fear so we have a bigger ball of fear this was some of the some of the times I did the right thing, parenting, I would think about that. I'd be like, what, what did I receive when I was a kid when I got into trouble? Well, I received discipline. Did that work? No. Was, I was already, you know, I was acting out because there was a problem. So I wasn't feeling safe. I wasn't feeling secure. And then the people who were supposed to be on my side protecting me, I felt attacked by. So that made me feel less secure. So, so be like, well, what's another way to come at it? Uh, what about love? If I'm not coming from, at, from it from a version of fear, when I flip-flop the energy and come at it with a version of love. Oh, and when I would do that, it would work well. I'd love to say I did it every time. I didn't. Um, but this is understanding energy. If you have a ball of fear, if you have a ball of anger, and then you attack it with masculine energy or more fear or more anger or more frustration, you're going to have a bigger ball. Right? That's just science. <laughs> if you have a ball of negative energy and you bring in a more negative energy, you're going to have a larger ball of negative energy. If you bring in love, it dissipates. It's the different energy. It's the opposite. So then you have less anger and more love. So the, these are the types of dynamics that we have to understand, you know, conceptually. Because if we understand them conceptually, they will become our intention. This is how I want to live. I want to live through this belief system. I want to live through this dynamic of energy. I want to be, I want to embody feminine strength when a difficulty arises. And then you act in that way. It, it determines your, the words you choose. It determines the actions you take depending on what you are trying to accomplish. So if you're trying to accomplish how to come from love, in these situations, bring more love into the world, bring more love into a difficult situation. If you're trying to 
bring more feminine energy into a situation. If that's your goal and you spend a little bit of time studying feminine energy, what it looks like, how it acts and stuff like that. So you can have a more in-depth knowledge than what I just said and then live it. Don't get I study. It. I mean, like read one book or listen to one podcast or study it on Google for 45 minutes. That's it. Don't study it for a lifetime. We're addicted to learning and gathering information. That's not what we need to do. What we need to do is we need to live differently in these situations. So this is what I'm talking about. Understanding the concepts. I mean, honestly, I'm pretty sure that you guys understood everything that I just said. So if you understand it, then you can start living it. And, you know, you could probably fine tune it a little bit in a conversation or two, but don't get addicted to the information and learning. It's not that big of a deal. It's conceptual. Like I taught this stuff to my son when he was six. It's, it, it doesn't take a lot of brain power. We, we all are energetic conceptual beings we understand concepts we understand dynamics pretty much everybody does of course at different levels to some degree but i mean it, it's not that complicated to understand that you know if you have negative energy and you put more negative energy and you have more negative energy that's just a concept so it, it's not that difficult to understand we but we need to start living it more now we need to live it and when we're living in a different reality, that's how we usher in a new reality. So the whole point of what I've been saying is to say, okay, where are we going? We're going, we're bringing in a new way of being. What does that look like? Well, you know, to Gandhi, it was like, you know, okay, we no longer have a government forcing its will upon us. And boom. So they started living as if they didn't have this other, this entity telling, controlling what they did. They would tell them, but they wouldn't do it. So eventually, living, it manifested into this world and they actually live like that. And they actually created a new way of being in that way. This is what we are doing. We're creating a new way of being globally. So we actually have to live it. We have to be cycling. If anybody can put a comment in, because my my screen goes black and, and it cycles. So I don't know if that, that means it's cutting out. Um, but... Yeah. So, you know, they took their concept and they lived it. They acted like, okay, if we don't partake in what these people are telling us to do, then we won't be under their control. And they lived that and Gandhi did it. And then people around them did it. And then more people saw him doing it. And they're like, oh my God, this is cool. And then it started gaining uh, speed. And then, you know, the, the governments were paying attention and then people were going like oh my god this works and they're like so they hopped onto the concept Gandhi was teaching and then more people did it and then 
and it be a way of life. This is what we are doing. Okay, yeah, I am. I'm freezing in there. Oh, well, well, I guess there's nothing I can do. <laughs> so sorry. Um, sorry, everybody. This is the best I've got at um, with internet. Um, yeah, I'm down in a hotel because I still don't have it at my place. So, but so what we're trying to do is we're taking, we're taking um, these concepts and we are living them. And as we live them, our life is going to change. It's going, our, our personal reality is going to start changing. And then people are going to be like, wow, that's cool. You know, I'm feeling a pull towards that too. And then they'll start doing it. And then all of a sudden there, and then their friends will tell two friends and they're, you know, and then it expands and expands and expands. And then what happens is a new, literally a new way of being is birthed onto this world. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. It, it happens by everybody that is watching me. I recognize all these names, Rhonda and Sarah and Jennifer and Abby and Tammy and Amy and Raina and, and uh, Buddy and Ben. Like, I know all you guys. You guys are living this stuff. And that's where it starts. We are the ones. We are the ones that have to live this. Like, I don't know the right word. Like, freaking live it, man. You know, not... Don't play with it anymore. Ten years ago, we were playing with spirituality and we were learning the dynamics of it and the con concepts and the, and we were we were teaching and we were talking and and it was fun and it was cool and is and it felt exciting because you were kind of getting the keys to life and happiness and it was like, oh, this is neat, you know. Um, it's not that time anymore. It, 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 that time is past. The spiritual shift is here now. So we have to like just completely live by this stuff. And you're going to see, I, I, I have experienced this in life and I have friends that are experiencing it as we speak. You can literally change your reality. Whatever you want, you can have. Like, and I'm not talking material things. You can have that too, but who gives a crap about material things? I'm talking about life experiences. I, when I first woke up, I was so open. I, I knew what I want. I was like, oh, I'm going to go be with my son. How? I don't know. I didn't worry about the hows. I just knew what I was going to do. I knew what my heart felt. And I just did it. And I didn't second guess anything. I, I, my brain was completely watching of societal belief systems and the way I was taught to live from society growing up. I, all that had wiped clean and I was a clean slate and I just went by feel and, uh, and, and what I knew to be truth inside. I knew that I was loved and cared for and I knew that being with my son was the right thing to do. So I just, yeah, that, I'm going to do that. And then, you know, a place for me to stay fell in my lap. The right job fell into my lap. Um, I wasn't really allowed to see my son much in the beginning. And I, I knew that I was going to be in his life on, you know, basically multiple times a week. I think I used to phrase it. I want to be almost on a daily basis. How? I don't know. But then all of a sudden, you know, my ex-wife went back to school and they 
they moved in with her boyfriend. And so I moved close to them and I figured out my work schedule so I could watch my son five days a week because she needed a babysitter at that time. So it, it just got handed to me. Like I knew that I was going to be with my son on a daily basis and she wasn't going to give it to me at that time. You know, I could see him like once or twice a week, I believe before that. And the situation was handed to me. So I went to court, locked the visitation rights in. He was with me four or five days a week up until he was 12 when he moved in with me full time. You can't make this stuff up. It's just the, it's just provided, you know, that there's, there's a whole world out there that we can create that is based in love and joy and peace and excitement and fun and, and, and all the fears and the worries aren't even part of it. They're not even part of it. And this is where you land when you dive in. It, you land right in a, a basket of, of joy. So, you know, th this is what we're going to, and we need to, I, I, I want to talk to you guys about it. Well, I didn't, you know, I never know what I'm going to talk about exactly, but I laid all that groundwork because I, I want you guys to understand that the, the world we're creating, we are creating a world in which um, you have as much vacation time as you want. You have as much um, money as you want, I guess is one way to phrase it. Uh, money just isn't an issue. Um, we have happy relationships. Happy relationships, friends, family, communities that you can depend on one another. You, 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 we're going to live in groups, communities, where we actually act lovingly towards one another and depend on one another. And we're not going to work jobs that we dislike for a paycheck. Like all that crap isn't going to exist. It, that was that was unconscious human made crap that has cultivated a world, the world in which we live in filled with a bunch of dysfunctional lives and problems. That's we, we, we agreed to believe in that type of thing at some point in history and it's created the chaos that we are in now. So this, the beauty about um, spirituality is that it always wins. It's kind of like the feminine energy. It, it, it always gets to where it's going. So we probably could have chosen an easier route thousands of years ago, but we didn't. We chose to believe in the ego and, and to create a system based on greed and money. And this is where we've gotten to. Okay, no big deal. We're here now. And it no longer works. And we see that it no longer works. So we're creating a new way of being now. So since we're creating a new way of being now, here we are. And it's, it's going to a loving place. It's just like our personal lives. We suffer. If, when, when we make poor when we make poor 
traces just that. Then, and so we do that on a personal level, we do, and we, and we're out the other side. So it's up to the us that are on a spiritual plane to really get a vague idea of the, the world we're creating and start living like that world because you can create it. You're the master of your own reality. And we have to start believing that. We, 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 we can't sit around dipping our toe into the pool for the next five years and expect a new way of being just to pop up. We are the ones that are doing it. And if we, we need to live it first and then be the example for the other people, and then we can do it. And of course, this is one of the reasons why I'm in the DR living in the mountains. You know, hey, if I was perfect at this, maybe I wouldn't be struggling with the internet. Probably not, but not perfect. I've got some growth to do too. <clears throat> so I'm, you know, uh, I've done 10, I was just saying this to somebody, I've done 10 times more things than I've needed to do, at least to have perfect internet. And I still don't have it. That means the problem isn't my effort. The problem is me. There's something for me to learn. My energy is off. And that's what I'm focusing on now. And so when I come back and I'm like, guys, my internet solved, please know that it wasn't anything that I did on a physical level. I've done 10 times more than I needed to on a physical level already. It still is. So the problem is physical. The problem is my energy. My energy is messing up the internet. So as I work through my work, my internet will fix itself. It'll be fine. It's not, I know that. And I'm living like that now. And I'm telling you that. I'm ratting myself out. I'm telling you guys, this is my learning curve. This is where I need to live it. So I'll tell you, I'll rat myself out and tell you exactly what's happening. Start living as if, people. Start living as if. And look at the generation to to kind of give us hints about where, because if you look at the younger generation, you know, a lot of times we go, Oh, they're so entitled. They, they think that they should have uh, an awesome job and tons of vacation and they should be able to travel wherever they want. And they should, have, yeah, they should, they should. And you know what? So should you, you should too. This is the world we're ushering in. So hop on board because these younger kids already know it. I'm not saying that they don't have their own learning curve. They do. Sometimes they got to learn to take a little bit more action on this plane. But the point is, is we are ushering in a new, blissful, loving, wonderful way of being. It's coming. It's coming. And you're going to experience it the faster. The fastest way you can experience it is by, by making the changes in your own life. You know, living it, looking around. Where can I increase you know, my, where can I act out of faith? Where can I usher in this new way of being? What changes can I make? You know, put, put it back on you. Don't play the victim and, you know, oh, this is what's wrong. No, no, turn it back on you. How this new being because it's coming and I'm to be at the forefront and I want some of you guys there with me. So, um, so there, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's all. That's all that's coming through today. So thank you guys. Um, honestly, I don't know when my lives are going to be. 
because of the internet thing. So I'm playing around with it, but I, I'm thinking my lives are going to be either Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday moving forward. And, you know, I'm going to try to make it in the afternoon, evening. So that's my best guess. I don't <laughs> That's That's what I'm going to try to do. We'll see. And, you know, I mean, in the meantime, th this is it, guys. You know, I used to be so professional. I know Ben's watching, and he can attest to this. My God, I wanted everything to a T at a perfect time all the time. And that's just not life. You know, it's and it sure as heck isn't life in the in, in the DR. So, like, I needed to take my hands off and go, you know what? The people who are meant to see it will see it. I'm going to do the best that I can, and that's going to be fine. And you guys can watch these on the replay. You know, hey, I, you know I love the live interaction, but if it's not possible, it's not possible. It's the same information if you watch it after or listen to it after, you know? So it, 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 it's cool. I mean, we do we, – this is what brings me peace. You know, this is me living it. Stop trying to control when I have internet, when I don't have internet, how it's going to work, make it convenient and pre professional for everybody. I'm just relaxing and doing the best that I can. And of course, I would like to have a steady time. So it's going to be easier for you guys to watch and, and participate. And it would be easier on my schedule to have a little structure as to when I'm going to do them. So as soon as I can, I will, you know, I'm going to try to have a set day and time. But for now, yo no say, I don't know. <laughs> probably Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, probably afternoon, evening. So thank you all so much. Loving all the comments. I know I didn't get to a... Um, a lot of them, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I will talk with you guys soon. Peace. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter, or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.